Welcome back to the Held and Healed podcast. On today's episode, we are going to be looking at the power and control wheel. I will also be recommending some of the books and um, advocates, authors who have helped me on my healing journey. So my disclaimer once again is that I love Jesus with all of my heart and I cling to him and to his word and I want to point people to him. I am also very passionate about calling out the reality of abuse in our homes and our churches, schools, and ministries. So this podcast is just a place where it is safe to be real. It is safe to talk about the things that are really happening and not to um, turn a blind eye on abuse in our homes and our churches, etc. So I want to share a couple of books that have helped me and the author's names. And again, if you are a Christian woman who's rebuilding after abuse, you're welcome to join us on Facebook at Held and Healed, Christian Women Rebuilding After Abuse. And in that group on Facebook, I have compiled guides, including my favorite books, websites, podcasts, um, just different resources that have helped me. So the first one I want to highlight is the Called to Peace book by Joy Forrest. Joy is the executive director of Called to Peace Ministries, and she has become a friend of mine. I respect her, and I love the work that she is doing with Called to Peace. So that book is called Called to Peace. There's also a companion workbook that you can work through. The other book that really helped me as I was beginning to just go into the depths of everything that I've walked through is a book by Natalie Hoffman. It's called, Is It Me? Making Sense of Your Confusing Marriage, A Christian Woman's Guide to Hidden Emotional and Spiritual Abuse. So again, that is Natalie Hoffman. The book title is, Is It Me? Making Sense of Your Confusing Marriage, A Christian Woman's Guide to Hidden Emotional and Spiritual Abuse. And Natalie has a ministry called Flying Free. So you can find that on Facebook and you can follow along. She has a podcast that is amazing. And she really helps women in the faith community um, deconstruct the things that we've been taught that were destructive to us and then rebuilding the faith um, based on Jesus as the foundation Also, The Life-Saving Divorce, Hope for People Leaving Destructive Relationships by Gretchen Baskerville. That is The Life-Saving Divorce, Hope for People Leaving Destructive Relationships by Gretchen Baskerville. Gretchen will actually be a guest on this podcast soon, as will Joy. I believe we have, I think, I think we have confirmations on both of those. So I'm excited to introduce you um, more personally to these women. And Gretchen does a beautiful job of dispelling the myths that so many people believe about marriage and divorce. So valuable resource. I'm a part of one of her um, online groups as well. Uh, Leslie Vernick, The Emotionally Destructive Marriage. Many of you are familiar with Leslie. She is a powerful voice for the voiceless. So that book is by Leslie Vernick, The Emotionally Destructive Marriage, How to Find Your Voice and Reclaim Your Hope. And then the little tabs say, move toward healing, deciding whether to stay or go, breaking free from damaging patterns. 
I'm going to be at a retreat that Joy from Called to Peace is hosting. Leslie Vernick is going to be our keynote speaker. I will also get to meet Rebecca Davis there and Sarah McDougall there. So it's going to be just an amazing event of some of the best, um, kind of a mashup of some of my favorite advocate speakers and authors. And then there's also a book by Lundy Bancroft. Lundy Bancroft. It's Why Does He Do That? Inside the Minds of Angry and Controlling Men. Powerful, powerful resources. So check those out. They will help you. There are so many other books I can recommend, but today just on the the topic that we are on of trying to decide, is the marriage that I'm in um, abusive? Is it destructive? And then where to go, how to begin to set boundaries, how to begin to make a safety plan. Those are great resources for you. So today I'm going to highlight a resource that was brought to my attention early on when I first started the Give Her Wings Academy. So Give Her Wings is another great resource for women And they offer an academy which trains advocates to speak out against abuse and to become safe people. And I encourage anyone who's a pastor or a lay person within the church, anyone who loves women, I encourage counselors and just people helpers in general to take this course that I took. It was a one-year course that required about two hours a week. And I gained so much valuable insights, which is kind of why this podcast came to be, because this podcast is taking some of the highlights of that and interviewing some of the people that I met through that academy and then sharing the stories of survivors and advocates. So um, a shout out to Give Her Wings. I have my certification through them and I'm grateful for all that I gleaned through that. So if you were to do a search, and my favorite search engine is the DuckDuckGo. So at this point, it is a more private search engine. Who knows how long that's going to last, but I like to use the DuckDuckGo search engine. So if you just go to your search engine and type in power and control wheel, this will pop up. And so there are some things that are not listed on here that I will make reference to. But it is a great starting point for anyone who is not sure if they are being abused. And then for people who are maybe on the outside, excuse me, just waking up, on the outside looking in to begin to recognize some of these behaviors. It's really, really important that we talk about behaviors and don't just put um, labels and titles on things um, and on people, especially when dealing with the court system. It's really important to document behaviors and to speak about behaviors instead of labeling someone a narcissist or um, just using titles. I, I've been instructed and told that behaviors and good documentation of those behaviors will go a lot further in the court setting. So you take this and it has physical um, traits of violence, sexual traits of violence, and Understanding, I reiterate this again, understanding that abuse is so much more than bruises and broken bones. It is so much more. And we have a father in heaven, a heavenly father who loves us as his daughters and he wants us to be safe and he wants us to be well. 
And if we as flawed human parents, as mothers and fathers, would not ask our daughters to go back into these types of situations, why in the world, why in the world do we believe that God, our heavenly father who sees all, knows all, hears all, loves us deeply and perfectly, why would we ever say, ever, that he wants us to go back into these situations? That just doesn't... To me, it does not jive. It does not make any sense. It does not line up with his character or his heart that we would say that God expects women to endure these things. And my second disclaimer, I say again, is yes, I understand that women can be abusers. I get that. But my ministry and my focus is for women. And so when I speak about victims, it's a she and a her pronoun. And when I speak of abusers, it is the he and the him. That's just where my focus is. But if you are a man who has been abused, um, you can turn all these things around and they're just as um, important and valid. So that's my disclaimer. Yes, I understand that women can be abusers. I fully and completely am aware of that from my own personal experiences in life. But um, when I am speaking of these situations, just to keep things simple, I am speaking as the woman is the victim and the male as the abuser. All right, so the first category on the power and control wheel. Um, this was put together um, by the Domestic Abuse Intervention Programs in Duluth, Minnesota. And so you can Google www.thedulothmodel.org. And this should pop right up when you do the power and control wheel. Okay, Using intimidation. So these are going to give examples of each category. And in your mind, you might be like, oh, yeah, that happens a lot here. So using intimidation, making her afraid by using looks, actions, gestures. Okay, just a look. There are certain people that when they give you a look, we've heard the term, if looks could kill, I think we all have had that look at some point from someone in our lives and it shoots fear straight through us. So anytime that he uses looks, actions, or gestures to intimidate, smashing things, destroying her property, abusing pets, or displaying weapons, those are all acts of intimidation that are on the power and control wheel and they are all abusive behaviors. So I'm going to read that list again. Making her afraid by using looks, actions, gestures, smashing things, destroying her property, abusing pets, displaying weapons. Those are all things that are abusive. How many of us would just say that that's abuse? We probably say that's lack of self-control or he just lost his cool, or he lost his temper. No, he's being abusive when he does any of those things. Putting the head down and charging across the room. So an abuser can terrify a victim without ever touching her. Without ever touching her. Just putting that head down and running at her like a bull in a china shop will just shoot fear straight through her. Okay, the next um, category, using emotional abuse. This is huge, huge, huge. Putting her down, making her feel bad about herself, calling her names, 
making her think that she is crazy, playing mind games, humiliating her, or making her feel guilty. How many of you right now are listening and you're either in a relationship where these things are happening or you know a a face comes to mind, a woman that you know comes to mind and you know she's being put down and insulted, made to feel bad. You know she's being called names. She's being told that she's the crazy one. Mind games are being played. She's being humiliated and degraded. And somehow it's all being twisted and turned to make her feel that she is the guilty party. Do not say to someone who is in an abusive relationship that blame is 50-50. That is just not truth. I'll be doing um, a series soon about the top, however, 10 things not to say to an abuse victim. 50-50, the blame is 50-50. That's something you do not say. It is just not true. When abuse is present, abuse blame is not 50-50. Let's stop saying that to people. Uh, Calling her names, it's not okay. It's not acceptable. Gaslighting her so that she thinks that she's the crazy person and she doesn't even know what is or isn't a reality, what is or isn't happening. All right, the next category, using isolation. This is a big one. When you think back over the past year of our lives and everything that has happened in 2020 and the start of 2021, isolation is destroying people's lives. We can see the evidence. We can see the evidence of mental health issues, of depression, of a rise in suicide. Isolation is the playground of the enemy. Our enemy, our foe, loves to put us in a place by ourselves to make us feel that we are alone, that nobody understands us, that nobody gets us, and that nobody cares. And I fight this. I fight this a lot. We just came through a holiday over the weekend. And when you are single and empty nested, oh my gosh, the holidays are brutal on the heart. And I had a dear friend actually invite me to come and be a part of her family gathering yesterday. And just before I was ready to go, I started to feel nauseous. I don't know at this point if that was a physical thing or if that was an emotional thing, but I didn't go. I did not go. And so first of all, I want to thank my friend. I want to thank her for inviting me because most people will not invite someone into their family space. But I tell you, if you want to bless the socks off of someone who is alone, who is going through the isolation of separation, divorce, parental alienation, um, empty nesting, invite that person to come into your daily life. Invite that person to come and have a meal with your family. Invite that person to be a part of your holidays and your vacations, just a part of your life in general. It will mean the world, even if they don't take you up on the offer. It will still mean the world to them. So using isolation, okay, on the power and control wheel, this could include controlling what she does, who she sees, who she talks to, what she reads, where she goes, limiting her outside involvement, or using jealousy to justify actions. So if you or someone you know is being told where she can go and what she can do and when she can do that, That's an alarming situation. That's a warning sign. 
if she's being told what she can or cannot read, where she can or cannot go, uh, what activity she's involved in. If there are certain things that you or your friend used to love doing and no longer do, there's probably isolation going on in the power and control wheel. And um, using jealousy to justify action. So a lot of times an abuser will be very, very jealous. And we think about the, um, the saying that the guilty think guilty thoughts. So a lot of times an abuser is actually doing things that are not um, honest and are not faithful. So let's take the example. If an abuser is cheating, he may often accuse her of cheating. So if she knows in her heart of hearts that she's being faithful to her marriage vows and he's constantly, constantly berating her and saying that she is cheating, it may, I'm not saying always, but it may be a sign that he is actually cheating. So isolation is a big red flag. And let me add here, if these things are happening while you're dating and or engaged, red flag, ladies, big red flag. Because while dating and engaged, you should still be seeing his best side. (laughs) And if these red flags are coming up while you are still dating or um, engaged, trust me, he's not going to behave better after the ring is on your finger. So that is just my shout out to all the young women, especially within the faith community, who believe that they can change him, believe that they can you know, save him or redeem him or somehow be um, this this person that brings him from these destructive things that he's doing to himself and to her. That's not your call. Only Jesus saves. I do apologize. There are sirens going down my road, so I apologize if you hear that. So next topic, the next heading is minimizing, def- denying, and blaming. So making light of the abuse and not taking her concerns about it seriously, saying the abuse did not happen, shifting responsibility for the abusive behavior and saying that she caused it. This is something I am extremely familiar with. I have been down this road more times than I care to recall. (laughs) If you come before your abuser whether this is a husband or a parent or a sibling or a coworker, and you share about a behavior, something that they have done that hurt you, and somehow it gets twisted back around on you and projected back on you, that will make your head spin and make you question your reality. It's a form of gaslighting, and it is so confusing to the person who came forward with a valid concern and said, you know what, when you spoke to me and you called me that name, this is how it made me feel. And the abuser somehow, by the end of the conversation, has flipped it around and basically made you the person that called the bad name. Even though you know you didn't actually do it, they somehow twist it around. They make light of it. They say it didn't happen. They shift the responsibility and they say in the end that you're the reason. And if you hadn't done X, Y, Z, it's called crazy making. How many of us have been down that path? And I'm here to say no more. I'm here to say to anyone who thinks that they can control me like that, no more, not going to do it. All right. Using children. 
if there is something that has hurt women and broken their hearts, unlike anything else, it is parental alienation. We have endured horrendous things. Women that I talk to and walk with through life have endured infidelity, have endured spiritual abuse, have endured their own bloodline, siding with their abuser. They have lost their homes and their property and their jobs and their health. But when we get to the point of losing relationship with our children, there is nothing that hurts more than parental alienation. So these things can include making her feel guilty about the children, using them to relay messages back and forth between parents, using visitation to harass her, threatening to take the children away. And then when they're adults, they're young adults, presenting to them a different reality than what really happened and causing them to turn on their mother, causing them to pity the abuser. Oof. Can't even describe the pain of that. Um, Causing them to think that the abuser is a hero no matter what he has done. So my word of encouragement to mamas is just keep being you, keep showing up, keep loving your kiddos, understand that they are confused and they are hurt and they are being manipulated just the way that you were for so long. Think about how long it took you to see the truth about your abuser and give your kiddos grace to know that they are just very confused and that time will tell and true colors will shine through. The next um, we, uh, segment on the power and control wheel is using male privilege, treating her like she is a servant, making all the big decisions, acting like he is the master of the castle, being the one that defines the roles of men and women in the home. So if that is happening and there is a sense of patriarchy, there's a sense of mis- misogyny, uh, that hatred of women, that just disdain and distaste of women, that is abuse. Now, how many of us would have ever thought that that was a form of abuse and called that abuse, but it is. So that's male privilege. Now we have the economic or financial abuse. So preventing her from getting or keeping a job, making her ask for money, giving her an allowance. Okay, she is a grown adult. She is not a child. Why are we giving her an allowance? Why are we not realizing that what is in that family fund is her, hers just as much as his? Taking her money. So if she does have a good job and she's earning good money, he would take her money and not allow her access to it. Not letting her know about or have access to family income. Having secret credit cards and secret debt and... Um, having those like credit cards mailed to a different address. So she's not even aware that he has, um, he has this debt. One friend that I know uh, endured horrendous, um, abuse and serial adulteries uh, from her ex. And then nine years later found out that he had two credit cards that she knew nothing about. And when the credit card debt was brought to her attention, It was like going back to day one when she found out about the affairs. 
If you can't trust him in one area, you can't trust him in any area. And so um, that almost, you know, destroyed her to, to say, you know, if you're lying here, then you're lying there. So um, a lot, a lot of women that I know have desired to be stay-at-home homeschool mothers. And so economic abuse is prevalent and rampant for us because um, we did not have a college degree and we do not have a resume and a career to fall back on. And so a lot of women stay in abusive situations because they feel like they don't have another option. So that is a form of abuse. And then the other category on the wheel is using coercion and threats, making and or carrying out threats to do something that hurts her, threatening to leave her, threatening to commit suicide, to report her to welfare, making her drop charges that she has pressed, or making her do anything that's illegal. So that's using coercion and threats. So if those behaviors are happening, that is also a form of abuse that is included on the power and control wheel. And not included on this wheel, but I like to add always, is infidelity. And I include uh, pornography and pornography addiction to that list. I believe with all of my heart that that is adultery. It is a lack of, of fidelity and faithfulness to the person that you made the vow to. And so where infidelity unfaithfulness and affairs are taking place and sexual addiction and sexual um, addiction to pornography, all of those things I believe also fall under these abusive categories. You're also like not including her in this knowledge. Another amazing advocate that I love that does a great job of explaining the things about pornography being adultery is Sarah McDougall. She is amazing. Find her on Facebook, find her on Instagram and follow her because she really helps to explain how pornography um, is a form of abuse. It is. It's an abuse on the people that are in the films and in the doc, uh, the, the videos, but it's also abusive to the person that you are supposed to be in a faithful relationship with. So I know this is a lot of information and maybe a lot to take in, but I just wanted to lay out sort of a foundation. So when we're talking about abuse and we're discussing um, domestic violence and domestic abuse, we are not just talking about him putting his physical hands on her. We're talking about all these things that are happening that involve intimidation the emotions and the mental state, isolation, gaslighting through minimizing, denying, and blaming, using children, using pets, male privilege, financial abuse, coercion, threats, serial adultery, addiction to pornography. All of these things are indications of abuse. And for many women, there's a combination. Maybe all of those things are happening and so I want this to be a safe place where you can come and, and find resources that help you to recognize the abuse and then help you to begin to move away from these dangerous patterns, these dangerous scenarios, situations that you are in, that your children are in, and find hope and healing at the end of all of this the hope and the healing that only Jesus can bring, and then these amazing people that are rising up to help women and extend that. 
So I hope that um, this just turns a light on for some. Remember that you can find us at Held and Healed, Christian Women Rebuilding After Abuse. That's a Facebook group. If you want to reach out to me, um, feel free to go to my website. That is heather-elizabeth.com. And in time, I will have these resources compiled on my website as well. I'm hoping to get that done sooner versus later so that there's just a one place you can go to click and find all of these books and websites and podcasts and great resources listed together. So thank you so much for your time. Please feel free to pass this on to anyone who may need to hear the truth about what abuse and domestic violence truly are. And um, I also welcome anyone who, any woman who wants to be more informed and more equipped to help other women into our Held and Healed group. So blessings to you today. We are held and we are healed.